podcast from the Arsenal. Hello Gooners, welcome back to the penultimate episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast for all things Arsenal, as this season draws to an end. I'm Angela, your host, joining me as he does every week through this turbulent season is Diddley. How are you Diddley? I'm good mate, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm excited that we're recording this episode because we're face to face. Face to face, I'm excited, I'm glad to be back in the Blast from the Arsenal studio <laughs> podcast hq yes whatever name we want to give it yeah. yeah it's good to see you it's good to be back yeah back with more of the same yeah for this season for this season uh what have you been up to mate always like to always like to make sure everything's well in the world of diddly well as you well know i've broken my phone so i've had to send that away and it's uh it's not easy not having a phone yeah to be honest to try and organize things so I had to let you know via carrier pigeon, I think, <laughs> yeah. earlier that what time I was coming around. Yeah, yeah, you did. It did feel well. Actually, it was by email. It was, but email. even that was was strange, wasn't it? A bit old yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're getting that back soon, which is good. Just in time to see all of the bullshit transfer gossip on. Mm, looking on, forward to it on social media. Can't beat that. I'm curious to see how I'll be. It's probably going to be a week without it, so I'm. Um, because I, I, I quite I rely on it quite a lot, so I am curious to see whether I can get by, whether I'll just be like, actually, do you know what? I've been more productive. I've been more sociable, and you've been less stressed. You know, you might be less stressed from looking at all the all the crap on Twitter. Yeah, possibly. We love our Twitter followers, but uh, God, some of the gumph you see on there is yeah, is appalling. It's not always from them. Sometimes it just finds its way onto our our feed, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think we've already been linked with Karen Benzema three times this, we? this week. Yeah, well, he's he's back in the French fold, isn't he? Is, he? he is. At least uh, it's a um, at least you know it's a decent player that we've been linked with. Good. Well, as long as you're all right, mate, that's the main thing. I'm good. I'm good. I mean, it, how long's it been since we've seen each other? Um, Pre-Christmas, surely. Yeah, so a good six months. And what do we live? Five miles away from yeah, each other, maybe crazy, something like that. Crazy. Um, so this is our, this is going to be our penultimate episode. Because we have got another one next week. That's right. Even though the season's finished, we're going to do a full-on season review, I think, aren't we? Yep, end of season review, some uh, awards-type silly sort of stuff, our favourite things of things and whatnot. (laughs) Things of things. (laughs) Yeah, favourite things of the season. You know. Uh, All that that regular jazz. But look, I've come bearing a gift for you that I've made during lockdown. (laughs) Intrigued. (laughs) I've only just... He's got his hand in his pocket. This is not a this is not a drill. So yeah, I get been getting quite creative doing different things because uh, that's just how I like to pass the time, really, other than eating. And there you go. <laughs> you want to describe what what you've got there? It, it is, is Arsenal themed. I'll explain in a minute. Ah, oh, lovely. It is. I'm guessing this is an ashtray. It is an ashtray because I like my cigars, and I'm guessing this is a cigar holder on the side. It is. It's yeah. awesome, and it is red and black. It's uh, based. The theme, the color theme, there is based on the FA Cup final shirt we wore against Hull. I think. Yes, you're right. Oh, that yeah. That season, yeah, the, with the black, red, trim. black, and white. Yeah. Oh, deadly. I love that man, and even inscribed at the bottom. Love, genuinely, I love that. Thank you. I'm going to put that next to my. Humidor. There you go, look. Prime nice. place. Thank nice. you. Good. 
Well, I got you a gift, but I, we didn't do it on the podcast, and it's a, it's it's almost obsolete. Not quite obsolete, but it's. Uh, you got me a nice mask. I did. I got you a face mask. I appreciate with it. Blast from the arsenal on it. You Very know, these much. are. say these are money can't buy gifts, but if you want one, we could make it happen. I'm sure. Just gonna do a little. Uh, I'm sure Smitty will be on the DMs. <laughs> Where can I get one of those? <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, very nice, yeah, mate. Thank you logo. For that. It's very That'll comfortable. Keep me safe, won't it? It will. Round the ears. Um, you know. There you go. What's that you got there? Blast from the Arsenal. What's that? Let me tell you about it. It's a podcast I do, where we talk sensibly about Arsenal Football Club. So, ah, well, this is lovely. This is like you know, Christmas come early or Christmas come late. I'm not late, sure, but it's late. either Definitely. way, thank you very much. You're mate. welcome. Appreciate You're that. welcome. Thank you. Now, listeners, I was taking a piss out of you because I was saying that um, well, a lot of you are idiots on Twitter, but. Even so, follow us nonetheless. And uh, Diddly, where can they find us on our social media? It's uh, at Blast Arsenal Pod. It is. As always. As always. All season. Consistent. It's the same handle. Uh, so, no, all jokes aside, make sure you follow us on there because we have loads of lovely followers. And, um, well, you know, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. And I think that's probably all of the nice mumbo jumbo. Niceties out of the way. Yeah, that's all the nice. Let's get down to it. Look, this was the last game of the season against Brighton. Um, a um, a booby trap is that the right phrase to use? A, a infamous seventh place finish to go into the Europa League conference or Europa Conference, as I should say, was up for grabs. Uh, which I think we mentioned last week oh, I certainly didn't want them Arsenal to go into it I don't think you wanted Arsenal to go into it if I remember correctly uh, I'd rather chew my own tongue off yeah well some Spurs fans will be doing that next season but we'll come on to that in a moment because we're going to start where we always start it's only tweet of the week tweet of the week tweet of the week tweet of the week awesome well done now what I love about us uh, you know doing this face to face is yeah. that there's no awkward <laughs> <laughs> no awkward gaps you know no awkward oh no you talk no I'll, I'll talk no, that's right talk. yeah um, so uh, so there you go tweet of the week this week was obviously presented by Diddley in you know perfect fashion so well done mate now I would ask you if you've got tweet of the week um, up for grabs but of course your phone isn't working and that's how we sort of shortlist what we've got so I reckon I can find them because we've got a few here somewhere it Let's should be in the uh Group chat, shouldn't it? It is in the group chat, yes. Uh, I just have to the find group it. chat of me <laughs> and you just sending texts to each other. Um, I say that, I'm, <laughs> I can't find them. Did we send any to each other this week? I thought we did. Yeah, I definitely sent you some. Did you? Uh, Wednesday. Look on your media. Yeah, oh, do you know what? You deleted it. No, I don't think I've deleted it. What happened was I got a new phone and uh, when I logged back on, I, I reckon I got rid of everything. No, hold on, I'm lying. I found it. I found it. Panic over diddly. Right. I've got two from... Uh, he was on fire. He's had a good week. He's had a good week, this guy. Um, I think it was two in the space of about half an hour. And it is the one and only Charles Watts, who's at Charles underscore Watts. Um, you know, respected Arsenal... Journalist, yeah, uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, is he at goal? Is he still at goal or inside football I believe or so, yeah. somewhere like that? Um, do you know what? I'm, I'm not going to do him a disservice. Uh, he is Arsenal correspondent for Goal, formerly of Football London. Okay, so Charlie had two excellent um, 
tweets this week. Do you want to read one of them out? Yeah, uh, here's one. I, that's the one I sent you. Um, watching John Moss trying to keep up with a game of Premier League football is a remarkable sight. <laughs> Which is so true. It is. Have you seen him? I don't know how he gets up and down, to be honest. But they have to do fitness tests, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, so he must pass it. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then think, fuck it, I've passed on the beers. Um, but Charles also put out a second tweet, which was uh, after the Brighton game, which was, how on earth, after this god-awful season, have Arsenal only finished six points off the Champions League places? Madness. And it wasn't until I saw that that it, it kind of sh- struck me that, Christ, that's a really good point. What disaster of a season. We were two wins away from being in the Champions League. Yeah, it's um, super frustrating, really, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So those are two from Charlie, and well done, because they're, they're very funny. Uh, but we, I did find, I think, three others that I thought were, were quite good. Uh, oh, no, sorry, two, two or three, I can't count. Three others, sorry. So the first one's from uh, Vashali Badwaj. I don't think I've, I've done that right, which is at Vibad. And uh, she says, Gabriel lost his tooth during the Arsenal post-match celebrations and is out here... Oh, oh and it's and is out here in the rain looking for it. AFC staff members are also helping me. <laughs> Which you'd be pissed about, wouldn't you? I mean, I know f- football players are rich enough to be able to replace it, but... Um, he did find it in the end, so... Did he? Yeah, okay. Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, I do like Gabriel. Gappy Gabby. Yeah, Gappy Gabby. Good, good. Uh, the other one's from at WHU Banter, also known as Matt, uh, West Ham fan. And he's put breaking news: Spurs officially relegated from European Super League to the Papa John's Intertoto Conference League, <laughs> which uh, is hilarious, but also proves that everyone thinks it's you know garbage, a garbage uh, competition to be in. So, well, let's well do the last one, and then we'll talk about. Okay, it. and the last one was from the Mighty Hypotenuse, who's at th Hypotenuse. That's a lie. It's at t Hypotenuse. It's not an extra H in there. Uh, and he says, it was not long ago that I heard some wise man say Man City were the best team in the world. And I was prepared to believe it. Then I saw Brighton beat them 3-2. So after yesterday, are Arsenal now the best team in the world? Mm. That is how football logic works. It is. So congratulations yep. to Arsenal Football Club. 10th placed Premier League champions. I oh, know, we finished above 10th actually. It was 8th that we eighth. finished. Yeah, I do, I do apologise. So there, there are, uh, what, five, six tweets of the week. Um, you got a favourite in there? Uh, do you know what? I've picked them all season. Last, last one of, the, of this season. Why don't you go and pick? That's very kind of you. <laughs> that's very kind <laughs> no of you. No pressure. No pressure. Well... Funnily enough, I'm going to go for the one that's not even from an Arsenal fan, but we do have hatred for Spurs in common. And it is the uh, tweet from at WHU Banter, Spurs officially relegated from European Super League to the Papa John's Intertoto Conference League. So well done, Matt. Tweet of the week. Well done. Well done. So talk to me. You were going to say something about that. And then you said, no, no, carry on, carry on. But do you want to talk about that when we do the Brighton review? Yeah, well, let's leave it till after that. You sure? Yeah. All right. Well, in that case... Let's talk news. There's been a couple of bits of uh, Arsenal news this week, hasn't there? Um, so, first up, some staff changes. It wouldn't be an Arsenal week without some form of staff leaving mm. or sacked, as the media have dubbed it. Uh, do you want to give us a rundown on what you know of that? 
Yeah, I guess if you've still got a contract and you're asked to leave, that is a sacking. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, Steve Bold, after what, 30 odd years yeah. at the club, uh, is due to, to leave um, the under 23s sacked position. Yeah. Um, Thoughts? I think it's probably about time that we got someone different, a different voice. Yeah, on all levels, when someone's there, it's a bit too long, and they've not had the great season, have they? I think they were they were close to getting relegated. Mm, I think they finished tenth in the end, fully enough. Um, yeah, I think his tactics they are they're not as as sort of creative and forward thinking. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see who is who comes in to mm. to deal with that now. It has historically been. Um, uh, you know, a, a former player that has kind yeah. of been given the opportunity to coach the the youth teams in a bid to kind of get the experience in coaching, do their badges, or, or you know, put their badges to some form of use. So, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody, you know, that has an Arsenal connection does it. Yeah, uh, it's the sort of thing. It's probably too early. It's the sort of thing I could see David Luiz doing. Um, or someone of that ilk, you know, now that he's obviously leaving Arsenal, which was confirmed this week, well, last week. Um, but I don't think it will be him. I think he still wants to continue playing. So yeah. who could you see coming well, back? It's a tough one, trying to think of. Well, it could be anybody, couldn't it, if that's the yeah, case? Yeah, I mean, off the top of my mind, not saying that they're, you know, qualified or, or definitely interested. Well, I know they're interested because they tweet about it a lot about coming back to the club and, and wanting to, to coach at some level. And that's Sanchez Watt. Really? Yeah. Wow, that does surprise me. Yeah. Is he no longer playing? Uh, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Is I think he like- lower leagues, but in the future, he's definitely put his name forward yeah. that he will try his best to get back to the oh, club. So. You know what they say, the best players do not always make the best coaches and managers. So I don't mean that in a disrespectful way because... You know, he hasn't exactly gone on to rip it up in the Premier League or anything. Yeah. But he may well be a really good coach just because he didn't have a glittering career. You know, that that's usually the way it works, in fairness, isn't it? So, uh, interesting. That's not a name I was expecting you to um, uh, to throw into the into the mix. No, I it? think a lot of the ones have left have, have already sort of had a go, haven't they? Like Freddie, Thierry Henry's had a go. Um, so they're not likely to come back because they want full-time first-team senior-level management, don't yeah, they? So yeah. I'm struggling to think of names of players that have retired slightly more recently. What about someone that is obviously very keen to get involved with Arsenal um, in respect of out of work and uh, you know massive connection to the club? Um, and part of Daniel X proposed team, would Dennis Burkamp be interested in something like that, do you think? Or do you think that's kind of too beneath him, maybe, that he was assistant manager, I think, at Ajax? I, I, don't, I don't think so, no. I think, you know, we're a big club. He, obviously, massive legend, loves the club. I think any sort of position he would be interested in. It's just obviously changing where he's living and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. 
But that, that's by the by when you're a footballer these days, isn't it? And you spent so long in London, it's not exactly new to him either, is it? And also, I think we need to start, and I, I think this is the way we, we may go, that rather than looking to a point outside of the club, that we have that position, the under-23s, where we have someone that grows into the role and eventually takes over the first-team position, mm-hmm. like they do at... Um, well, I think they recently did it at Juventus with Pirlo. Yeah, uh, he was the youth team coach and, and got promoted. Even with the England setup, Gareth Southgate wasn't he under twenty one manager before yeah. he became England manager? And it's that grooming, isn't it? To, yeah, <laughs> in a good way. Grooming, you know. Come on, mate, keep that. it together. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I always love my own jokes. Um, Although that's not funny. Uh, yeah, you know, grooming a coach to be the yeah. main man in the future. I mean, if, if we get the talented sort of people in, in these positions, then there's absolutely no reason to not do it because financially it's an absolute no-brainer. Yeah, 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 of course. I'll tell you who I can see doing it in the future as well. Call me crazy. I can see Cesc Fabregas doing something like that. Because I think he's revealed his desire to be a coach. He's been in the youth setup at Arsenal. Uh, and I mean, he was a great player. I know that kind of goes against what I've just said. But if he's a good enough teacher, if you like, or coach, I could really see him thriving in something like that. But again, he's still playing for Monaco and he's not ready to retire just yet, from what I understand. So um, yeah, it's hard. Because then you look at the others, don't you? Like I don't know, Robert Perez. Just seems like too much of a nice guy to be a coach, and he's kind of been around the club and not really done anything whilst he's been here, other than kind of been the extra man in training. Um, I think he's a bit of a he's an ambassador for Arsenal and a bit of a meet and greet type player. Yeah, so is Ray uh, Parlo. So. Yeah. <laughs> Cobra beer, anyone? Yeah, well, he he loves any excuse to turn up at an, an event and yeah. knock a few back. So yeah, but yeah, um, maybe so we'll put that out on Twitter. Who who people think should come in? Former players would preferably, but... Yeah, well, that's it, actually. Yes, you're right. We are saying former players, but actually, is there someone yeah, I mean, that's not could, a former player that yeah. would be perfect for that job? Um, and, and thoughts on Steve Bold? I mean, as I say, well, as you said, time for something to freshen up. I was never convinced... No, I wasn't either. ...as uh, Arsene Wenger's assistant manager after Pat Rice. I just... He did a lot of sitting on the bench. He didn't really do a lot of yapping, you know? Mm. Um, and I think he filled in for a few games, didn't he? I'm trying to think why. Was Wenger suspended probably from the touchline? Right. Um, so I was never particularly convinced by him at that level, let alone, you know, going further down um, into the youth and stuff. So, yeah, not overly surprised. And again, usual media, how they panned it as, you know, sacked, disloyal, getting rid of, you know, former Arsenal legend. Well, yeah, but it's business at that at that level, isn't it? It's not not about loyalty you can't in one breath say we need to do more to take this club forward and be forward thinking and in the same breath going oh we've got to keep the players that played for us in the 80s and 90s mm. we need to move forward don't we so, yeah. so that was the first staff change the second one you're about to talk about is that confirmed or is that a rumour it's not confirmed yet no okay, but it's so. quite a strong rumour that Bruno Mazziotti's going to depart after what less than a year as you say the recently appointed Masiotti, yeah. Uh, what, what's your understanding on the background of that one? Like, is there a reason why? 
I'm, I'm uh, not really sure. No, I don't. Just, I think he's ruffled a few feathers. He's got some methods that maybe didn't go down too well with, well, Arteta, I suppose. And um, there was, it just amazes me that people are so interested, invested in like positions throughout the club that aren't really. They are important, but. I know what you mean. That how much do they affect the back room? Ma- yeah, the back room stuff. Yeah, you know. Um, I think this guy came in. He's you know he's got a presence. He's got a big beard. He's a big personality. He's he's he's, he's a presence he's he's, he's on got- Instagram as well, social media, and people bought into the fact that this guy was some sort of second coming of Christ. Yeah, as a, as a physio mm. and yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's why I wondered, has it been confirmed yet? It is just a rumour. Brazilian, um, so he's an Edu signing, I think, isn't he? Edu was kind of like, right. I think he may have worked with him with the national team, I'm not sure, yeah, yeah. but he was like, yeah, come on over. And I guess Arsenal fans probably thought, oh, he's worked with Neymar and Mbappe at, um, at Paris Saint-Germain. This guy's going to turn our fortunes around. And as you say, he's a physio. He's not you know, he's not a tactician or anything, is yeah, he? So, yeah. We'll see what comes of that. What I will say is that the injuries that we have had this season, we seem to have recovered from pretty quickly. I don't remember there being too many where someone's gone and they've been gone for a long, long times. I mean, obviously Martinelli was, um, even Kieran Tierney at times, but then all of a sudden it's like, oh, they're back next week in contention. You what? could argue that they've been rushed back too soon. Maybe they weren't ready. Mm. I think Thomas Partey was a yeah, he case was. of that. Yeah. Um, he got injured, came back, Injured straight away. Yeah. Yeah, and then out for longer, so... That's true. Um, so, well, we'll wait and see what happens with that one. Uh, and, and, of course, the other change that happened, re- well, I say recently, it's been this season, is Richard Garlick, who's, who's come in. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be taking over as, like, transfer contracts guru, is he? I'm sure that's his kind of position. I don't know what his official title is, but... Um, so there's kind of, now that we're coming into silly season, there's kind of, um, you know, excitement about what he might be able to bring. Um, and the rumour I read tonight was that he's really pushing for us to get Emi Buendia right. from Norwich, uh, £40 million, but apparently that's going to be his, like, signature signing. But, you know, you sort of, again, this is from the press, so you have to take it with a huge pinch of salt. You sort of think, hold on, I thought that was Edu's role. I thought this guy was kind of picking up from Husfami and just sorting out contract negotiation and stuff. So we'll, we'll wait and see. But I, I just think we need stability. You know, 22 years of Wenger, stable. And granted, he was the guy that did almost everything. Maybe he had too much power. Um, but we just seem to be churning through staff, left, right and centre, don't we? And there's yeah. just zero stability. And you need, in any workforce, and I know this is a football club, but it, it's still a... A workforce it's still a team you know mm. up and down the, the club you still need stability you need to know who's running the ship and who's going to be there next week and who, you know it, it, it does create a uh, a fractious feeling doesn't it and nervousness to to the players because it's like whenever anyone gets a new boss you get used to working with someone for so long and then someone else at the top comes in and it's a bit well, I wonder what they're like and you know all that sort of stuff so Going off on a tangent there, I know, but um, that's my that's my view. Yeah. All right. Um, other big news this week. I don't know if you saw Hector Bellerin. This is again classic uh, English press. 
So the headlines were Hector Bellerin turns to alcohol during injury crisis. Obviously, you remember last year, was it last year or the year before losing track now, where he had his ACL um, out for a long time. He created that documentary, uh, which sort of um, highlighted his journey from injury to rehabilitation and then back onto the pitch. And I thought, oh, Christ, that's a headline. God, you wouldn't think that of, you know, vegan, save the planet, my body is pure Hector Bellerin. Christ, he turned to alcoholism. And, you know, unfortunately, something that is um, associated with Arsenal of old, if you think the Tuesday nightclubs mm. of, um, you know, Boldy, Adams, Parlour, etc. I thought, oh, I'll have a read of this. So I read the, the article and it was... Um, uh, as I say, Bellerin turned to alcohol and I'm reading it and I'm reading it and then he says yeah, I, uh, I was out injured and I wasn't having to prepare for a game every day so London's a big place and I thought, well, I'll go for a few drinks and see my friends. <laughs> that was it. Right. That was it and they've turned this whole story into uh, Bellerin turned to alcohol um, to deal with his injury crisis. So I guess, again, just another one where it's like whatever you read this summer, pinch of salt, big pinch of salt because... You know, it's not as if he turned into a, a Tony Adams or a Paul Merson or, or whatever. Yeah, don't get caught by headlines and make sure you read the whole thing before you, before you make judgments and start shouting about Oh my God, just crazy. You know, we're victims of it on Twitter as well. We get responses to, to some tweets and stuff we put out and it feels like sometimes they don't even read the full tweet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely right. It's uh, it's mind blowing, isn't it? But there you go. Uh, right, back to matters on the pitch. So, um, Lucas Torreira has won La Liga with Atletico Madrid, and it turns out an Arsenal player is not going to be trophyless this season, is he? Would you know on that? So yeah, Thomas Partey turns out he's he's played a couple of games for Atletico at the start of the season. So I think he's due a medal as well, which is absolutely crazy. It but is because I think in England is it fifteen uh, games? It's something. Games? It used to be. I'm sure it was twelve to fifteen, something like that. Yeah, that he had to play in order to qualify for one. And I think whether well, whatever you think about that, if, if you only play one game. You've played a part, haven't you? Yeah, of course you have. Um, so, yeah, I've not always agreed with that. Um, but there you go. So, congrats to, to those guys. Yeah, I mean, congrats. it's been a crazy season. You, you've got teams winning leagues um, in Europe that haven't sort of... Won it for like 10, 15 years yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so I think Lille was the other one in France and... Uh, yeah, we took a lot of abuse for that this week, didn't we? And Inter Milan in Italy as well. have not won it for a while, so... Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Um, Sorry to bring that up. I know you're a bit of a UV fan. I am, but it's okay. It's okay. What are you going to do? Um, yeah, we took a bit of a battering this week, didn't we? Because uh, uh, who did we buy from Lille? Obviously, Pepe. Was there another player that we bought from Lille recently? I'm trying to think. Maybe not. But it was, uh, eight, um, you know, £79 million that they... It was Gabriel. And Gabriel, thank you. Yes, that was the other one. Of course it was. Um, so, yeah, basically Arsenal... Spent loads of money. Finished eighth and they won the league. <laughs> the league, yeah, for fuck's sake. Yeah, well, yeah. Fair play to him. And look, that's how you run a club, you know. That's how you run a club with players that are hungry to win. And I'm glad they beat PSG. But yeah, look, there you go. This too. is this is an Arsenal podcast. So let's talk Arsenal. We're going to talk Lone Watch. 
Um, so, loan watch in terms of players that belong to Arsenal and are out on loan. And, of course, we've got a few players that are on loan at Arsenal that have gone the other way. Uh, so, first up, Joe Willock. Damn, what a loan signing that has been for Newcastle. Scored his seventh goal in seven games on Sunday um, because Newcastle won 2-0 against Fulham. I didn't see that happening, did you? I think he's, yeah, in a way that, you know, he's got that in his locker. I'd see, see him getting goals. But, yeah, that is quite a, a run, isn't it? Seven yeah. in seven. It's a bit of a freak. Wow. I mean, what can you say? It's what a loan move is all about. All yeah. about. It's for what you can get out. It's the best situation for all parties really yeah we've got a player that's not getting game time getting, getting game, time. game time playing well um, and scoring goals and scoring goals he's you know he's it's good experience for him whether he still has a future at Arsenal that remains to be seen mm-hmm. uh, if not I mean it's great for his his valuation in the yeah. market yeah for us yeah and certainly in Newcastle we've got an interested buyer um, Steve Bruce has already said, you know, we're going to do what we can. He is um, one of only two Newcastle players to score in seven consecutive Premier League matches. Any guess on who the other one is? Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer, yes. So, you know, you're in the same breath Tough as Alan one, Shearer. That, mate. <laughs> that is, that is. Um, look, the way I see it is Newcastle are a funny one because they're always trying to sell the club but overpriced. So they never actually sell the club. They have managers coming in and out like they're going out of fashion. But they also spunk money on transfers. If you think Joel Linton was 40 million, I think. Yeah. I think he's probably not even scored 10 goals since being there. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of others that I can't think of, of course, right now, that they have spent big money on. So there's every chance that if we do decide to cash in on him, they'll pay the money. I mean, they've seen firsthand what he can do. And he does seem to have quite an affiliation already in the short space of time with the Newcastle fans. And, and certain players as well. I think he's got a bit of a bromance yeah. with um, St. Maximum or whatever right. his name is. I'm not, I mean, I'm not surprised that the fans love him <laughs> when you go on that sort of run. I mean, I, I feel for Newcastle fans because they're a great club and, and a great fan base. But that team is awful. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sorry. But, no, you're right. You're and right. Steve Bruce is not a Premier League level manager. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. But... Yeah, I, I, whether Joe wants to go back or not, I don't know. It's a tough one for me. Do you want to try and if he if he gets a chance at being in the squad, I think he'd be it'd be better for him to give it another go. But he is at that age now where, but do you want to be playing week in week out mm. when you know playing in a team where they. Let the other team, the opposition, have sort of seventy percent of possession throughout the game. I mean, I wouldn't. Would you? Yeah, but would you rather sit on the bench for a club that's tenth, eighth, wherever we are now, or and, and come on seventieth minute, or would you rather play week in week out for a massive club? In Newcastle, are big clubs. I'm not. I'm not denying. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not denying they're not. I think they are a big club and. It's a shame that Mike Ashley's done what he's done to him and will continue to do. But yeah, I think Joe's probably at a higher level, really. 
and, mm. and probably could get a better deal somewhere else. I mean, yeah, we are going to talk transfers, who stays, who goes next week. But mm. do you think he'll be an Arsenal player come? I think beginning of the season. Obviously, it's down to Arteta. I think personally, he's got a very good chance of being one of the midfielders involved. It won't necessarily be starting every week but he has a skill set that we do not have at this time but could we buy a skill set better than he possesses I mean it would be a gamble because he's shown that he can do it week in week out Mm. in the Premier League I don't think he has that technical security that Arteta looks for in a player and Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the issues as, as to why he's not looked favourably towards him yeah but he did have a good run in the Europa League for us didn't he mm. scored did he score a hat-trick in one game or was it two goals I can't remember but he scored, he scored a run of goals he obviously got a run of games um, I mean that's another thing we won't have that for him to play in next season no. so actually his game time will be even more limited to just Premier League and domestic cups uh, so look one for us to talk about next week when we do a full roundup of the season but um, fair play to him scored 7-7 seven seven, amazing We'd have been happy to have him scoring seven and seven for us. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what comes of of that, you know, during the summer. Um, who else on loan watch? We've got William Saliba scored his first goal. Is that right for Nice? Um, and the the winner, no less, in a three two victory over Lyon, uh, which is great. I think he's definitely going to be back next season. He did put out a. Uh, so a message on Instagram, didn't he? Saying, yeah. you know, I had a great season, look forward to I look forward to coming back and see you soon or something like that. But almost aimed at Arsenal as opposed to aimed at Right. Um where is he now? Nice. Um I'm excited about you know, I felt like we could have seen him this season really, but I'm excited to see him next season. I I, I hope so, I really do. But like a new sign in. Mm. That classic. From what I've seen, what I've read and heard, I think he has developed quite well this season. Um, and again, that's another positive loan move in the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you, he could have well been, he could have played a few games. But he's had a full season playing every week, week in, week out, 90 minutes. He wouldn't have got that here. Yeah. So. More development. I mean, he's only yeah, young, isn't he? He's he is 21. Young. He's young, so. I would like to see him involved, yeah, in the squad and to see what he can do. Mm. Yeah, and hasn't he got a stat on par with Van Dijk, I thought I read, where he hasn't been dribbled past Past, or something like that. Um, All these bullshit stats that people sort of make if it's in their favour, but um, needless to say that he's highly coveted and and well thought of. So, yeah, yeah, I look forward to seeing what he can do, Uh, especially as obviously David Luiz is has confirmed this week or well, he left this week didn't he so there is a space there for him um, as a right sided centre back so again another one we'll keep our eye on and, and well again we'll talk about next uh, next week and uh, let's finish off with Ainsley Maitland-Niles the right back desperate to be a centre midfielder who's probably not even a right back either um, played 82 minutes for West Brom they lost 3-1 to Leeds obviously relegated it's good experience for him, 
but again another one where you're thinking what's your long term what's your long term future and again we'll talk about it in, in, in more detail next week but quickly I think he'll be sold in the summer my personal opinion I do too I think he's he seems obsessed with playing centre midfield I don't know if you I'm not Allardyce's biggest fan but did you hear what what he said his comments about Ainsley no um, he said if I were Ainsley Maitland-Niles I would go back to Arsenal and play wherever they tell me to play <laughs> wow what does that say then he doesn't necessarily rate him in centre mid I just think if you've got an opportunity to be Arsenal's right back take yeah, it yeah but I don't think he has anymore I, I think he's burnt his bridges I there do. to be honest but yeah. he, he had the perfect opportunity he showed that he could play it. He's got the skill set. He's got the athleticism. Looks like Hector's on his way out. Here's your chance. I think he's blown it. Yeah, I do. Because Callum Chambers has really, as I said before, really emerged as... He has, yeah. played really well in that right-back position. That I could see him being our first-choice right-back next season. They say if, if Hector leaves, who knows what's going on with Cedric. Again, we'll talk about it all next, mm. next week. Um, but... Some definites of people that have, have left the club. Uh, so we have three players on loan, two from Real Madrid in Danny Ceballos and Martin Odegaard. Quick thoughts on those two. I mean, they're, they're obviously definitely gone. Um, Danny Ceballos was really a tale of two, two seasons, wasn't he? It really, a tale of two games. I thought the FA Cup semi-final and the, the final last season were his best performances and they've been... F- Few and far between, really. Mm-hmm. Since then, I mean, he's not his output. He's you know what zero goals this season. Not good enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't like I've said to you before. He's a power league type player. I think he'd be great five aside. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I I just, it's not worked out. I don't think not athletic enough for the Premier League. It makes you wonder why we chose to do that again and not keep. Maybe no, Terrera around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was he sent out on loan? Terrera under Arteta or under? Yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Look, Danny Ceballos. I think after the first game, his actual debut, he was brilliant on his debut. People were already singing, "Sign him up, statue." Mm. Uh, sort of, of tongue in cheek, and and as you say, it kind of just you'd have the odd flash in a game, but not an actual amazing game yeah I think he's a good player I just don't think the Premier League's for him no I don't think Real Madrid is either though no (laughs) so uh, thank you Danny but um, no need to return Um, Martin Odegaard I think if a deal could be done I think Arteta likes him a lot and will try to do it I like him he work. He doesn't just do the the pretty stuff, which I thought he might be a bit like. You know, when he when he yeah. came in, I thought he had a bit of a reputation, a bit flashy. You know, cocky at such a young age to get that sort of move to to Real Madrid that he would have a lot of baggage. But he seems like a a nice lad, down to earth, works hard. I like his attitude. I like the way he does his defensive duties. He works really hard. And he's, again, a player with a skill set. I've used that word a few times, skill set, but he's got attributes that... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did you thesaurus? Yeah. That, that we don't have. Yeah, same. I think he's great. I actually think he's really tidy with the ball. 
Um, his idols, Cesc Fabregas, and he does remind me of of him with his quick one-two sort of pass move. Uh, I think the only problem with Odegaard in what we've seen is that we haven't seen enough, and not because he's not been good enough, but because he's been injured. He's had to kind of start stops with games. He's been substitute. And maybe it took a while to find his best position because at the same time we had an, an emerging Emil Smith-Rowe who was probably more influential in games than Odegaard was. But that's because he was already mid his run of games. Whereas Odegaard, as I say, play a few games, get injured. Play a few games, you'd be a sub or, or whatever. Um, all the games are games that we just weren't set up to win because of the way that we were put out on the, on the pitch. So... Yeah, definitely, if we could get a second loan, brilliant. If we could buy him, I'd be all over that, as long as it was the right price. I wouldn't want to spunk our transfer budget on him. Um, now, there's your your classic situation. Is he better than Joe Willock? Would he be more influential than Joe Willock? You know, if because if, I think that's kind of where Joe Willock wants to be. He wants to be that kind of... I don't know, I would say central attacking midfielder, creative midfielder. He wants to be that goal-scoring midfielder, you know, maybe one of two that, that pushes forward. Well, how many can we have in the middle of the park, you know? Yeah, I think, well, Joe's been playing and where it's worked for him well, they've, they've had a three in midfield and mm-hmm. he's been one that's been sort of going up and down. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's turned into a box-to-box type yeah. player and I don't think that's what Martin Odegaard is. but. No. Um, so look we'll see again see what happens and again we'll talk about it next week but uh, I said that a lot so yeah. uh, oh and finally because we want you to tune in next week that's, that's why little teasers little teasers uh, and finally Matt Ryan um, I mean this so respectfully probably one of the most underwhelming signings when we made it sub goalie from Brighton well, not both so I think it, it, it actually went so under the radar that when it was announced everyone was like didn't see that coming but alright whatever I think he's been superb. The games that he's played, granted he conceded his first goal without even touching the ball, um, but I think there was a deflection or something, I can't remember. I think he's been really good when he's played, and his attitude seems to be spot on, doesn't it? You know. Um, and again, he left a bit of a farewell Instagram message, which intimated that maybe I'll see you again soon. Yeah. Uh, he's only got a year left on his Brighton contract, so I'd be surprised if we don't, Managed to get him because we do need a sub goalie. Um, and I wouldn't say no to seeing him back. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I agree. It seems like a cheap fix. One to do. He's a good seven out of ten. Hmm. Good backup. Arsenal fan. Arsenal fan, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have an issue with him coming back. I think uh, the other keepers where the issue is, I, I wouldn't, I, I can imagine. He'd probably leave. Alex Runarsson. Oh, I thought it meant Leno. No. Well, there are talks of Leno leaving, but yeah. No, I don't think so. Runarsson, yeah. Uh, but we need a third choice goalie, and that's, you know, he's good for that. <laughs> yeah, unless we promote a younger one. Mm. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, so next week's going to be all transfers and obviously a review of the season. We've said that several times now already. Um, but for this week, I think that probably covers all of the Arsenal news that's not transfer-related. Um, and so, without further ado, should we talk about the Arsenal-Brighton game? The game that had very little 
meaning on a disastrous season, um, but one in which we managed to avoid, as I say, the pitfalls of dropping into the Europa Conference. What were you, what was your feeling sort of pre-game? How were you feeling about it? Nervous that we might fall into that Europa Conference, or just not bothered? I'm just going to watch it as a game of football, or pretty you know? much, yeah. I, I wasn't weren't really uh, that invested in it. Nonplussed, I think, is the phrase that yeah, used. indifferent, indifferent. Yeah, yeah. good, good. Um, I was the same. I was like, oh, three o'clock Arsenal playing, or four o'clock, whatever time it was. Uh, be nice to finish above Spurs, but it's not the end of the world if we don't. Yeah. Although, you know, Five seasons just in a row that now. one point behind, it's frustrating. It is. I mean, especially as they won the league in like November or whatever it was. That's right. <laughs> was. But, um, all right. Well, for one final time this uh, this season, Diddley, do you want to go through the Arsenal lineup of the day? Sure. Uh, obviously, we started with Burn Leno in goal. Kieran Tierney left back, Callum Chambers right back, Holding and Gabriel continued their partnership in central defence. Then we had Shaka alongside Thomas Partey in mm-hmm. midfield, Pepe, Odegaard, and Emil Smith Rowe, mm-hmm. and up top, Aubameyang. Now, do you think that's the strongest possible lineup we could have gone with? Or do you think. Barsaka. Yeah. Barsaka, I think. But I, it, it's a fair enough. I, I've no qualms with it. I don't I wouldn't argue that lineup. No, no, nor would I. Nor would I. I guess what I was thinking was in a world where let's imagine next season we don't sign anyone during the summer and we start mm. again next season, is that the team he would start the first game of the season with? Kinda of had that vision in my mind of was he going for as strong as possible on that basis? I yeah. think so. I don't think it's any surprise that Danny Ceballos didn't feature. And yeah. Willian didn't feature. He wasn't in the squad. But Odegaard did. And is that, again, telling? Telling. Of... Well, I think that's, yeah, it, it's at least a, a show of I rate you. faith and, and mm. a gesture from Arteta that he would like to have him back, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so where do you want to start this week my friend um, any key moments you want to pick out other than the goals generally I thought we were pretty sharp I thought the passing was good and quick for a change maybe we were spurred on by the fact that the fans were back in yes yeah which was just oh, the sound <laughs> the sound of fans I mean oh, I missed it loads that yeah. artificial just does not cut that the mustard, slight, does slight it? delay crap. No, I have to say, when I've been watching the games, I've actually had the second option, the no yeah, fans. Yeah, I've, I've had that as well. Uh, almost, but then it's felt like a training match, hasn't it? And it really, the fans cannot be underestimated. You know, they say the fans make football what it is, but Christ, they really cannot be underestimated, the impact they have on a, on a match. And the match day experience and the, the banter with opposition fans. and yeah. Yeah, it was brilliant. You're right. That was overlooked. Sorry, but you're right. It was um, it was fantastic to have him back in. Uh, good passing through the lines. I thought it was incisive. Thomas Partey was playing some nice balls uh, out out wide through through the lines, and and Thomas, um, not Thomas, Martin Odegaard as well. Mm. Uh, I thought it was very good on the day. Um, 
Thomas Party was doing his best to, to score, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. do you know what? He had a really good shot, though, didn't he? <laughs> I generally mean that as well. Yeah. <laughs> couple of long shots in the first half I think one just went wide yeah. and then uh, the keeper had to tip one over uh, shortly after that I think a disallowed goal from a corner yes that was the Rob Holding uh, offside I yeah I forget who headed the ball on maybe Gabriel I'm not sure but um, yeah someone headed the ball on he was offside then he kind of toe poked it and it went over the line, but then a Brighton player kicked it out. So there was already that. Did it cross the line? But you could see on the replays, it clearly did. Um, but yeah, he was offside. There was, yeah, if anything, it was a good spot. So credit to the the linesman. Um, but it was one of those where you thought, I've just had a chance to score. It's gone against us again. Mm. Um, is it going to be one of those frustrating games? You know? Yeah, not, we, not long after going, I think Gabriel hits the bar. Yes, for the looping header. Yeah, getting closer and closer. Yeah, you do start to think, you know, is it is it another one of those days? Um, that's it really for fir- for the first half. I thought we we were pretty good on top. Mm. Lots of passing around, wasn't there? Uh, there always is. Yeah, but you could see it, because they were kind of parking the bus a little bit, weren't they? That just, we were trying to find the gaps or create yeah. the gaps by stretching the, the, the ball from side to side without any real clean-cut chances. Yeah, I agree. It just it did have a different feel about it to other games. I think the passing was a lot more in the attacking third mm-hmm. and Graham Potter's team they do like to push they, they don't they did leave some spaces when they did come forward because they, they tend to come forward in numbers yeah um, yeah which we were taking advantage of but without really creating any like you say clear cut chances it was just nice to see like you say crisp passing because mm. for whatever reason and whether it's because lots of teams play with a high press, but for whatever reason, this season, some of our passing has been abysmal. Mm, it's it's been, been so sloppy. It's been sloppy, it's been slow at times, it's been more than two touches, it's been backwards too much. Yeah, big time. It's, Apart from certain players that just think positive, they or maybe they've just got that in their locker that they can turn and go but Emil Smith Rowe is one of those that springs to mind mm. where he never hardly ever looks backwards yeah. yeah, he's always thinking forwards Saka's another one and rare, unless he's running with the ball rarely takes more than two touches yeah. ever um, so yeah positive first half but we weren't able to break through but, but positive signs no doubt about that second half second half FC <laughs> second half the Pepe show really. yeah yeah um, well he obviously scored two goals didn't he yeah um, have you got details on the first one because I've completely forgotten what... his first goal comes oh yes um, just sprung to mind go on a cross from Callum Chambers again I thought he was he was very good his crossing was good all, all game he's got a good delivery mm. um, which does surprise me to be fair but but another one that's had his injury issues but actually another one that's Sort of seized his chance to go out on loan. You know, he went to Fulham. He's been to Middlesbrough. 
Um, I think that might have been the only two that he went to. But he took time away from the club to develop himself to be a better player. And every time he's started to do well again, he's got injured. And again, it's a start, stop, start, stop. So, you know, hopefully he can find his form and, and uh, you know, get some game time. He's a good player. He is a good player. I think he's got his limitations, but yeah, I, I, he certainly proved me wrong. He's, he's a player that I didn't envisage having a future at Arsenal, mm. if I'm being honest. But it looks like he could get offered a, a contract extension. Yeah. He's had, a, he's had his chance and he's taken it. Yeah, and so you're right. credit to him. He does put a good cross in. That's exactly what he did for... Uh, Pepe's goal, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's a brilliant first touch with his left foot. It, it, he puts it exactly where he wants it and just bang with his right, Megs. smashes it in through the keeper's legs. Nothing he could do about it. No. On fire. He's, he's, he has he's kicked kind of, on. He has. Kind of at the wrong time of the season, unfortunately. But, um, you know, nevertheless, it's still good to see uh, your attacking player scoring. And we said last week, because he scored again last week, I think, didn't he? Um, you know, has he has it clicked for him? He scored twice last week, I think, actually, didn't he? Uh, you know, has it clicked for him? You know, four goals in two games. He's getting used to the the pace and the physicality of the Premier League, and you just hope that he's going to come back just as hungry at the beginning of next season. Um, I mean, we'll talk about tables in a minute, but um, yeah, so pleased for him. And and you know what? Talk about the second goal, and then I'll tell you what I was thinking. Yeah, second goal again. Um, typical classic. It's turning into a classic Pepe goal. Goal where he um, he latches onto a really nice pass from Martin Odegaard. I think just yeah, inside the fullback. Right. Uh, once he's one on one with someone driving towards the area, he, he's got one thing in in his mind. Now he's 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 quite clinical. Mm. I think he's, he's added that improved. to his to his yeah. game. He picks his corner and he just strokes it. Guides it I mean, there's yeah. there's not much power in that. Yeah. Um, I think maybe he gets the keepers a little bit unsighted. I think it goes through the defender's legs, but I think it's deliberate. I think he knows knows what he's doing, yeah. and, and it's just very calm. It does remind me a lot of how Robert Pires used to finish. Mm. Um, in front of goal I don't know about you yeah controlled yeah always side footed yeah you know. yeah and, and it's one of those that everyone knows what he's going to do the keeper knows what he's going to do but he just for whatever reason you can't you can't seem to do anything about it whether that's precision whether it's the the pace of the ball as you say not fast but maybe that kind of catches the keeper off he's expecting him to smash it and kind of I don't know wrong foot's the balance in his feet I'm not sure but it's, yeah, it's so nice to see. And the reason I said, talk about Pepe's second goal before I say what I'm going to say. There was a point earlier in the season, probably just before the January transfer window, where I put a tweet out that said, if someone offered 30 million for Pepe, would you take him? And everyone, including myself, was like, do you know what? I'm just not sure it's going to work for him at Arsenal. I think I'll take it. And I think you may have been a bit umming and ahhing over it. I, think I said judge more. him at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry to say, I told you so. I'm glad you did tell me so, mate. Yeah, and you you told me and many others because there were loads calling for him to go. He's not good enough. What a waste of money. Blah blah blah. You know, football 
finances are ridiculous. You know, transfer fees are a joke. What do we pay for him, 72 mil? You know, if he manages to have a few clinical seasons, that might end up looking like really good money well spent. So, you know, if we can build the right team around him, um, yeah, he's turning into a really important player for us. As I say, wrong time of the season, unfortunately, but... I think with that price tag comes a lot of scrutiny, mm. you know, from the media, from the fans, from other clubs, fans yeah. as well. Yeah. They like to stick their nose in. Yeah. But you know, if if you judge him on on what he's done this season, and you know, he's taken his time to to get to this level, I'm not I'm not trying to go mad, go crazy about him. I think he's um, he's doing what he should be doing. Now, yes, right. Yeah. He's hitting those. He's got double figures in the league. Sixteen goals overall. I think's good. Yeah, really good. But yeah, now kick on. I think, and I think he will. I think if he if he's hitting fifteen league goals next season, that's what he should be aiming for. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, that's great. We do need, and we have in the second half of the season, start to address it. Creative players you can't do everything. You can't score wonder goals like like he has done every game. Um, you know, the, the the pass from Odegaard was was spot on wasn't it you know it's placed in the right position for as you say on the inside of the defender for him to be able to latch onto that but if you don't have players that are making those sort of passes you know you're you're a step behind if you like where you need to be and then you've got more work to do and da, 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 da. so um yeah he's he's i don't think he's the sort of player that you can say give the ball to me and i'll do everything myself from the halfway line but get him in the right position as you say his, his finishing's got a million times better and there's a real player in there, so um, yeah, good to see. Makes you wonder why we signed William. Yeah, well, again, one for next week. Again, when we talk transfers, but the rumor is that uh, I read today. The rumor is that he he wants to leave the club. Chelsea is his first um, sort of preference in terms of destination, but if not, just somewhere else. It hasn't worked for him, has it? Let's be honest. And yeah, no, it hasn't. Even the most die-hard, patient Arsenal fans like us comes a point where you say you know what it's okay leave we're not we're not going to miss anything because mm. what you've done is what we would have done on a football pitch you know um, zero output now talking of um, uh, Pepe there's an irony to to our situation here because um, Pepe's had a remarkable month Joe Willock's had a remarkable month but not for Arsenal and yet they're both up for Premier League Player of the Month uh, so they'll be up against each other and uh, you know, as as fantastic it is that um, Pepe scored five goals in four matches, you can't really beat seven in seven, can you? And Joe Willock, so I expect him to to pick up yeah, Premier League right, yeah. Player of the Month. But you know, great that we've got two of our players on there. Um, so yeah, any any sort of final thoughts on that that Brighton match? I mean, as I say, it, it at one point it looked like we were going to be seventh. And go into that Europa Conference because Spurs were losing to um, Leicester, weren't they? Uh, and then Leicester bottled it and lost. Was it four two in the end? Four one, four two. Yeah, I think Gareth Bale scored two late goals. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Gareth Bale, I'm just going to find uh, an honourable mention for tweet of the week that I forgot to read out. Uh, where's it gone? Where's it gone? Where's it gone? So Bale's first trophyless season since leaving Spurs was when he returned to Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, good word. That's Prime underscore Jordan one. That is a is a great tweet. Um, so uh, yeah, that was funny. Okay, so yeah, so we didn't go into the Europa Conference. So next season, FA Cup, League Cup, Premier League. We've spoken about it before. Having no Europe might be a blessing in disguise for us. No Thursday Sundays. It will just be Saturday three pm kickoffs and the occasional Sunday as part of just sort of regular scheduling. Um, it has been a disaster season, but the second half of the season has, has undoubtedly been much better. Yeah. Third best goal, def- uh, third best defense in the league this season. Who'd have thought that? We only finished six points off Champions League. Who'd have thought that? And uh, I think it's third highest points since Christmas Day. Who'd have thought that? So there's lots of positives to look out for for next season. And for the final time, we'll cover it all next week. So that's why we keep mentioning these things. Make sure you download our next episode next week because we will be getting together to full season review. And as Diddley says... um, We'll be handing out some, virtually, some silly awards, won't we? Yeah. Um, so look out for those. I think we're going to put some polls up on Twitter. Let let our Twitter folk decide on some of them, maybe. Uh, you can. I haven't got a phone. That's a good point. Look out for me on Twitter. <laughs> where, where? Where on Twitter should they follow us? At Blast Arsenal Pod. Always the same. Same as, as ever. Um, so that's it. I think we did get one question this week. Um, I'll just quickly check. I'll Maybe we've got more. Who knows? Uh, no, it was just one question. Again, I need to stop putting these uh, pleas out for, for content so um, so late in the day. But uh, our good friends, um, Stephen and uh, Granville at Canon Chatter, have asked, uh, what was our favourite game of the season? But we're going to cover that in next week's review episode. Um, but thank you for that, guys. I think that might be it for this one. I think so, yeah. Until, until next week's final episode this season. Thank you very much. Thank you, yeah. Thanks for your support. As uh, always. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, come on, you gunners, but there's nothing to come on for, is there? <laughs> no, what I will say, um, my sort of last thoughts is football is a big part of our life, uh, of many people's lives. Now it's it's finished for a bit, you know, we are still active on Twitter. If you are feeling lonely or, or lost. S- lost without it, we're happy to chat. We're there for you. Hit up the DMs. All right. So, you're not on your own. At least until the Euros. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take it easy, guys. Speak soon. Ciao. Bye. Arsenal.